This Rise and Shine podcast series has been made possible by the generosity of the Zeitelman Family Foundation, which is committed to the unity and continuity of the Jewish people through meaningful and relevant Jewish education and wisdom. The Kotel is the place where heaven and earth kiss. It is the portal between the physical and the spiritual worlds. All prayers from around the world travel metaphysically to this place atop the Temple Mount where the Temple stood and where life began. This is Rise and Shine, a podcast that offers timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations to fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. Here is Adrian Gold Davis. It's the middle of summer. The sky is clear and blue. We're at the shore or the cottage or camp or just simply drinking cold Pinot Grigio on our decks. And the barbecue is scenting the air. And the weather is warm and beautiful and life is as it's supposed to be. But wait! It's time for the Jews to stop celebrating. It's time for the three weeks of mourning that culminate in the saddest day of the Jewish year. I'm talking about Tisha B'Av which in English quite literally means the ninth day of the Hebrew month of Av. Tisha B'Av is a full-day period of fasting in remembrance of the destruction of the first and the second temples in Jerusalem, among other very severe Jewish tragedies over the centuries on this exact date. And every summer, it arrives after this aforementioned three-week pre-morning period, and every year, it seeks to remind us of what we're missing. And the time of it always seems to be a rude awakening. And we Jews, we sit on the floor in our synagogues or on low stools like mourners, and we read books of lamentations so painful and so graphic that no one could possibly avoid the distress and pain these readings provoke. Tisha B'Av requires some of the same prohibitions as Yom Kippur, including no eating or drinking, bathing, anointing the body with oil, wearing leather shoes, etc. However, Tisha B'Av does not carry the same prohibitions as Shabbat. As a day of mourning, one is expected to refrain from smiling, from laughing, from chatting idly, It's a heavy day. We're mourning for something that most of us know nothing whatsoever about. For many of us, this temple that we're mourning is just a single wall, the Western Wall, the Kotel, a remnant, called by some the Wailing Wall. It's a tourist site. It's a place where world leaders come to pay respects, to place notes in the cracks between the ancient stones, and to speak to the creator of the universe. But in fact, the Kotel is the place where heaven and earth kiss. It is the portal between the physical and the spiritual worlds. All prayers from around the world travel metaphysically to this place atop the Temple Mount where the temple stood and where life began. The loss of the Second Temple, we learn, was because of a fundamental lack of respect and unity, infighting within our people, And while we merited to rebuild the Holy Temple after its first destruction, the second temple destruction is still the shambles and void that the Romans made of it. And on Tisha B'Av, we mourn it. We mourn the fact that the rebuilding rests upon us in some ways, because our sages tell us that every generation where the temple is not rebuilt, it is as though that generation destroyed it. 
Since the temple was destroyed because of interpersonal baseless hatred, we believe that we can bring its redemption by love with a purpose between our people. And frankly, that simply has not happened. Nevertheless, before I turned 40, I never heard of it, much less marked it in the flow of my life. There had been hints of it in my practices that I wasn't even aware were connected. For example, you know when you step on a glass under the chuppah at a wedding? It's the reminder that while we're happy, our joy must be somewhat tempered by the fact that the temple does not exist. And when we sing Matas Yahu, you remember him, the American reggae performer and Jewish musician, right? He sings a version of Psalm 137, and thus we are singing like this. If I forget you, O Jerusalem, let my right hand wither, let my tongue stick to my palate if I cease to think of you. If I do not keep Jerusalem in memory, even at my happiest hour, many of us, have in our homes artwork that we bought in our travels in Israel that share this very thought. So, all we have left today is the Western Wall. When I first went to the Kotel, I expected to feel something. I was hoping for some electric sensation, a sense of home. But the truth is, I was disappointed. I expected it to be so much bigger. I expected tears to flow. I've taken scores of thousands of women to the Kotel, and so many have told me of their revelations and their emotional breakthroughs. So why not me? Am I so defiant that if I'm supposed to feel something, I simply can't? You know, for years I have led women out to this holy place, but all I feel is their prayers, their hopes and dreams, their emotions, and I was determined to change that. One year, I walked up to the wall, and I put my face against the cool, smooth stones which were worn to a silken finish from the generations of tears of women who have wept upon it. I put my hands beside my head, and I prayed. I said, God, are you there? It's me, Adrian. Could you help me feel something? Could you help me connect? Why is my heart a stone? when these stones are made of hearts. Please, Almighty, help me yearn for the rebuilding of this place so that all the nations will know you and the world will find peace. Please, help my children live up to their potential and fill the world with their unique light. Help me maintain the love and respect in my marriage that I've worked so hard for. Help everyone I love have the same. Please, God, give me a sign. I waited. There was no sign. But you know what? I think that's okay. I think that we don't always get the rush we hope for every single time. I think that it's okay to pray, to just pray to feel something. And so, I continue to pray, because prayer is self-reflection. It's praise of our Creator, requests for our needs, and acknowledgement that there is nothing that the creator of the universe cannot make happen for us. This week, consider studying the two temples and their history. They were open to all the nations and revered by all. The light from that temple illuminated Jerusalem and helped to name it Jerusalem of Gold. Learn about it so you can truly understand what it is we've lost. 
And for those of us who often have a disconnect between our minds and our hearts, may we pray for an alignment for ourselves and for our fellow. May we see a new temple speedily in our times. Thanks for listening to Rise and Shine. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Momentum Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join Adrian again next time for more timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations that fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. This podcast was sponsored by the Zeitelman Family Foundation. Spread the wisdom. Inspire Jewish individuals around the globe by supporting Momentum's podcasts. To sponsor, contact podcast at MomentumUnlimited.org. You're listening to a Momentum podcast. For unlimited inspiration, wisdom, and empowerment, visit MomentumUnlimited.org.